What's happening, friends? Welcome to Podcast Unlocked, episode 421 for the Thanksgiving holiday week here in the United States. Uh, Happy Thanksgiving if you are celebrating. Before we go gobble some turkey, we have got a ton to talk about. It's Project Scarlet and Cyberpunk 2077. We've got a comment from CD Projekt Red about that. We'll talk about that. Plus, Phil Spencer talking about Scarlet as it pertains to virtual reality and if and when we might see VR on Scarlet. Plus, our first really any tangible anything on Playground Games' Fable reboot slash Fable 4, whatever their Fable project is. So stay tuned for all of that and more coming up on this week's Podcast Unlocked. What's happening, friends? Ryan McCaffrey here, Destin Legary to my right. Bam! There it is. Brandon Tyrell. Good morning. And Miranda Sanchez. Hello, I have allergies. <laughs> you shouldn't let me know. I would have put it in your lower third. Oh, yeah, that's uh, like thing. <laughs> on the, at the top of the show. Well, we've got so much to talk about. I thought this week I had this whole backup topic planned of it's going to be a quiet week. I yeah. got to come up with some <laughs> what are you interesting topic for? to talk about. But no, that got bumped because we probably won't even get to everything we've got yeah. uh, on tap here in the next in the hour that we have before the next show comes in. So. Uh, I want to get started right away by first promoting IGN Unfiltered with Phil Harrison, former uh, Microsoft and Sony executive. We talked about a lot of interesting stuff. You heard me mention it last week, but if you haven't looked at it, it's on YouTube, it's on IGN, it's on your favorite podcast service. Would love it if you would check that out. And with that, Cyberpunk. Yeah, I was really surprised about this. Yeah, is Cyberpunk is anyone's most anticipated game of 2020? Yeah, Death Star. Like, right away. It's like hard between that and Halo. Yeah, it's <laughs> that. Those two are close. front runners. Yeah. Um, it's Half Life. Alex is now up there for me. Now that there's yeah. a Half Life game coming, I know mm-hmm. this isn't a PC show, and Half Life. Alex is you not said coming to most Xbox. though. Do we yeah, know do. Infinite's next year? Oh yeah, they yeah. won okay. launch title okay. fall holiday 2020 for sure. Haven't Definitely really happening. seen anything though. I know, but so. it's Halo. It's Halo. I know, yeah. I know, yeah. Well, the tone pieces we've seen have been promising thus o- far. Overall, most excited Cyberpunk. Uh, most excited for Xbox Halo. So, Destin, <laughs> Cyberpunk yeah. is, uh, you know, it's it's going to be an interesting one because it's out in April on Xbox One, and then we've got Scarlet coming in mm-hmm. the fall in holiday, yeah. probably October, November, most likely one of those two months. So you would figure, well, you you would hope that you'd just be able to pick up your save game through the cloud and keep playing <laughs> on uh, Scarlet, and you might be able to, mm-hmm. but a Scarlet-enhanced, Scarlet-specific version of the game apparently not coming right at launch. Mm. CD Projekt Red saying, one may probably safely assume that at some point we may do something with next gen. <laughs> However, we cannot really be very specific what that might be, when exactly that may be, <laughs> said Senior Vice President for BizDev, Mikhail Nowakowski uh, from CD Projekt Red. He says, I will only safely assume that it's definitely not going to be around launch time frame of these consoles. So I think that's pretty much it. So... I'm not that surprised by this. This a lot of companies do this. They will launch their base game and then update it later with enhanced texture packs and and I think they just need to figure out what the console can do before they're able to allocate time towards those enhancements because they're working so hard on release right now. Right. To ask this ask them this question at this point in time 
It launches what in March or April? April. Yeah. So they're like in dev crunch. They're focusing on getting the build stable and working on tons of stuff. And I highly doubt that one of those prioritizations is an enhancement for a specific console, be it PS5 or Scarlet. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're going to have a six month window between the actual the 1.0 release of the game and the new consoles launching. I don't know. Maybe I just. I understand that game development is extraordinarily difficult. Maybe I just uh, had my hopes up a little too high that it would be like scarletified on day one. Yeah, I kind of assumed that. I mean, obviously, yeah, development is complex, but I just thought that would be something that they would want to get right on just because I think there's going to be a lot of us who are really excited for it and will be like ready to invest in that. Um, but I could see, well, I guess I appreciate them saying this ahead of time, saying like, "Hey True. guys, we're not going to have it at launch." So I think anybody who was like maybe willing to wait till Scarlet came out, it's like, okay, well I can wait six months and just get this game then. Now it's like maybe don't if you're expecting it in that six month time frame, just you know get it when it comes out in April. Just play yep. it then. Well, how many SKUs are they developing for currently? They got the Xbox Three. One. The S, the X, the PS4 well, standard. Well, those are not... Okay, yeah. so the one, the one and the, the X, the yeah. one and the X, yeah. the PS4 standard and the PS4 Pro. Right. PC. Right, and, and PC. then and PC. And so Nintendo fine. Switch. No. Um, not this time. Maybe, not maybe they already have it so optimized for the X and the PS5 that they're like, you know, we're happy with that launch coming in fall yeah. and we'll offer that support. I also think if we ask them this question in July they'd be able to tell us a better timetable for when those enhancements That's true. would come. Yeah, yeah. Asking them now, it's just kind of like, we got so much going on. <laughs> We're busy yeah. trying to finish the main game. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. It makes sense. I mean, uh, other like big companies do this as well, right? They, like Rockstar is, is famous for doing a PC release a year after. Well, and, right. and the uh, they did the Xbox One release of GTA V a year after it right. came out on mm-hmm. 360. Yep. And, that, and, and they brought with that uh, some significant new first features. Person? First yeah. person that's, being the biggest one. So maybe right. that's what's going to be the case here is they're really going to put uh, some something unique, hot, more effort than we assume them just, you know, kind of porting it up to 4K 60 frames. Yeah. That's and, kind of what I was thinking as well. It's like if they're going to wait till launch, then they can wait and pack it up with other stuff as well. And it's not it's not too hard to pre- like look into the future and predict that, you know, Cyberpunk is going to be a front runner for Game of the Year. So I imagine it's, it's pretty easy to. I mean, on paper, if it uh, turns uh, sure, on paper, in, yeah. we'll see how it yeah, turns exactly, out. You yeah. never know. Exactly, but I mean, you know, we've been doing this long enough where we can pretty well predict what your spider sense. What games you. are going to make the short list, uh, <laughs> assuming that they all deliver sort of sort of what we're expecting from them? But I could totally see a you know year after, maybe Q1, maybe early Q2 yeah. uh, of 2021, where we get a sort of Cyberpunk 2077 game of the year with post-launch content coming to new consoles and maybe some other bells and whistles in it as well. Yeah, I, I mean, I think I just don't have the patience to wait. <laughs> no, oh, <laughs> I have to play this game not. as if soon as possible. If you work here, you're playing it long. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you have to, especially yeah. if you work in the industry, you have to play everything or you have to watch everything within the first two weeks. Otherwise, it's just like I, I want to play it with the with Scarlet's like, you know, minimal or, or non-existent load times. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. I mean, of course, I don't know how the game is structured for all I know. 
there might not be any visible load times once you're actually in the game. That's how like well, that's a lot of games are. We, that's we assume Scarlet a, will help load times. We're not 100% yeah. Sure. That specifically is a hardware enhancement, so Scarlet will help with load times regardless. It's not like they coded it for the X and then the additional speed. I mean, we, we don't actually know. We don't know. We yeah. don't actually. That's know. how hardware works, though. So I, I could I could say with 99% certainty that it would improve load times. It's like if you run it on a a laptop Cyberpunk and you run it on a 2080 yeah. Ti maxed out, right? It's going to have better load times yeah. with an SSD and all that. Similar to the X1 yeah. and the X1X, right? It's yeah. like, even if they don't yeah. do anything and just do a straight port, mm-hmm. I mean, the hardware automatically helps it. Yeah, you're yeah. totally right. It transitions I, data faster, period. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I wonder, you know, they've talked, uh, we've discussed how they've discussed that that multiplayer apparently is happening mm-hmm. as a, as a mm. you know, down the road post-release thing. And they're looking into ways to... Um, Monetize it. Yes, uh, but in in non-disgusting ways. Hopefully. (laughs) You would get value for your money, is what uh, they said. CDPR as a company has a fairly good track record for this. I mean, God, the Witcher 3 DLC packs were basically standalone games on their own. Yeah, they were like 20 20 hours a slice. Oh, my goodness. And they Um, were fantastic. They weren't horse armor. That's for sure. <laughs> Poor Oblivion. <laughs> At Never least Bethesda laughs about that now. But uh, yeah, so maybe the inevitable scarletified version of, of 2077 will Damn. will sort of be a whole, have the multiplayer, all that stuff built in and mm-hmm. and do some other big and cool things that we're not even thinking about yet. But yeah, if you were, so if you were thinking about maybe trying to wait six months and you know save the $60 and put it towards Scarlet and then pick up Pick up uh, Cyberpunk in order to get the the full next gen Cyberpunk I experience. Can't, I can't imagine you might not want, you might want to reconsider that. I can't imagine that's a big subset. Like people who are super excited for Cyberpunk being like, I'm gonna wait. Well, I think there are consoles. people. I absolutely do think there are people who are like. That. I'm sure there are. I no, just I, I can't not imagine the people who are like clamoring to get this immediately. But people are like, yeah, this is a game I really want to play, and I'm okay to wait for it until it's yeah. on next gen. Yeah. I mean, if you would. You still probably can people probably still will but you know yeah i i'm coming at it from the it's perspective better. of if this was a design or a decision certainly it wasn't but if it was a decision to help boost sales uh, during the launch time frame rather than um you know keep people hanging on and waiting for that next gen version of right. it i don't imagine like they're going to see a huge uptick in that subset of people but i don't think that's what it was i think it's just probably not going to be ready they're just giving information mm-hmm. they're being honest yeah, yeah, I like that. That's that's all you can ask for. Uh, now, speaking of Scarlet, don't expect virtual reality to be a part of the Scarlet uh, ecosystem anytime soon. Oh no! <laughs> Tell me how you really what feel. What will we ever do? <laughs> so, uh, Phil Spencer speaking to Survivor, saying we're responding to what our customers are asking for, and nobody's asking for VR. The vast majority of our customers know if they want a VR experience. There's places to go get those. We see the volumes of those on PC and other places, uh, which is basically his roundabout way of saying they're not selling. VR is just not PSP. selling well yeah. in in really any context. Uh, and then he says, uh, "I think so." He says, "Nobody's selling millions and millions. I think we might get there eventually, but yeah, that's not where our focus is." And it's, you know, this this is Xbox's history with VR is is interesting only in the sense that they they brought it out. They they said they were going to do it mm. back in the initial well Xbox One X Scorpio uh, announcement video. Like this is going to do VR for us, and then that was the first and last time 
we ever heard about it. And guess what? No one has cared. Yeah. It's fine. We've the, moved on. Theoretically, yes, it's a powerful computer that can run VR. But like, like you said, where's the demand for it? Right? Yeah. And, and it's, it's, and it, it, the way I look at it is not just the demand. I mean, it's, that certainly makes enough of a case for Phil. But if you're Phil and you're looking at the 15 first-party studios you now have, and they're all working on new projects that are going to be Scarlet projects, do you really want to take – and you have a games problem, if you're Phil Spencer, that you, that you have acquired and started all these studios to try and rectify – are you really going to take any, even one of them to go make VR projects for what is clearly a small audience when you could have them make something that's a TV controller-based game that's going to have a much, much higher sales ceiling? It just doesn't make sense right. no. to, to use your resources that way at all. Right. And kind of when it comes down to it, like of the other features they're doing for Xbox, like if you'll get, okay, would you rather have xCloud or VR? Definitely xCloud. Right, because, because bandwidth is not right. unlimited. Even, yes. even at Microsoft, you have to you pick and choose your battles, right? Yeah, and I think they're being smart about this. I think everyone's just like, well, when's Microsoft going to have their VR thing? It's like, but do they need it? And I'm really glad they're coming in saying, not really. Like, people aren't asking for this. I don't think, do you guys play much VR stuff? No, there's I, a few good games. Like, there's good games. There are. VR. Oh, there's absolutely. like Beat Saber. Uh, budget Cuts, I love. Yeah, Budget, budget Cuts, cuts was fun. That was Goring was really day. fun. Uh, uh, Super Hot VR. Super Hot. That's the one Super I was trying to remember. Games. I really, really like that Super one. And there's some others. There's like a climbing game that a lot of people there's like. Astro and Half Life is coming. Oh, yeah. yeah. The Dinosaur Alex. Climbing Game, right? Yeah, so there's a lot of climbing Crytek. There's a lot of things that are cool about VR, but at the end of the day, I just want to sit down with my controller. Yeah. Like, yeah. just like not have something on my face. Like yeah. I think that's my thing. I, I even kind of look into like the mobile gaming VR stuff. It's a little bit lighter as far as VR experiences go. Mm-hmm. And like, that's also just kind of fizzled out. Like it's really hard. I think to find this market that's like wide set because I think the technology is still not quite there. So if you look at the SKUs, the most comfortable, best playing ones are the most expensive that require really like super up computer. Yeah. And, that's not really feasible for a lot of people and it's getting better, but I think it still just needs a lot more time to develop and like find its place. I I still feel nauseous like for a half day after playing VR, they haven't figured out, they haven't uh, perfected the latency issue, which is what causes nausea in most players. And um, yeah, that's a bummer. So it, it did not catch on the way they thought it would even the VR market has to be fairly narrow. Yeah. And I think with that, like that's okay. Like there are people who really love VR and like super into it. And I hear them talk about it all the time and like, that's great. But I think it's really smart for Microsoft to just like, wait, let that get developed, let it get figured out. And then maybe jump in whenever there's like more of an interest that's a little bit easier for people. And it's also like a better experience generally for people as well. Microsoft also owns the OS that all VR runs on. So they're like, well, you need windows to run VR for most of these scenarios. I'm sure there's a like a 10% subsect that run it on Linux or whatever else they use. And uh, yeah. An IGN commenter in the, in the thread uh, on the news story that I pulled this from off of our site uh, made, I thought was a, a really poignant comment, which sort of contextualizes this noted that PSVR has sold about 4.2, I think it was million units, which wow. I mean, hey, I appreciate that Sony is doing it because oh, yeah, like I love the Batman Arkham VR game that sure. they've got. There's there are like as we said, there are fun experiences, yeah, but yeah. to put that in perspective, Connect sold over 10 million units. Mm-hmm. 
and everybody thinks of Connect as like this big disaster that was a joke, and it's like, well, no, it's it's sold better than yeah. than than another console major peripheral the PSVR has, mm-hmm. and that's not to make it a a console war thing, but just to again contextualize the limited yeah, market respect. for VR. I wonder what the conversion rate of that is. Four point two, because. I don't want to. I was going to look up how many. Well, they're closing in on a hundred mil. I think are they? Uh, okay, they're, so, they're getting up there. So you know, it's like five, six, seven percent. Yeah. Of uh, of their of their player base, so it's like fewer a, than one in ten. Some it's like you know yeah. one in twenty, one right. in eighteen. Which is a really, really, really small. It's pretty small subsection of the. Uh, yeah. Of let's the say you sell four point two. Let's say optimistically, one fourth of those players are still regularly utilizing their mm-hmm. PSVR. That's yeah. a million. That's an install base of one million an active that you can target base. towards, and then. The fact, the odds of them playing your game, that's further reduced. Let's say by one well, fourth. So you're, you're targeting a market of like. Well, I'll, I was going to narrow it down to like 250,000. Let's right. say half a million people. Sure, yeah. You know, versus well, that's, that's the, the thing is there isn't as of, much competition yeah. on, on those platforms for games, right? Like a Vader Immortal or Batman or mm-hmm, yeah. like those games are sort of the killer apps for VR, mm-hmm. really, because there just isn't much out there. I, I kind of disagree with that. I think there are like really great VR games out there. It's just that they're not necessarily licensed and they're not necessarily mm-hmm. those AAA studio experiences. Totally. Like, these are studios that are developing for VR with the intent of, okay, how do we make this best game possible mm-hmm. within the context of VR and how do you utilize that as like its space? Kind of like whenever you have someone developing for like an arcade game, right? Like the way you play arcade games is so inherently sure. different than any other kind of game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so while maybe we know the ones that are like noticeable because they are tied to a property i think they're like great ones out there that have kind of ascended past that definitely like they're companies like servios have been doing this for like yes five years Good example lone echo and they, i mean they, they've got a bunch of really great games out there right, and, right. and the more i think about it the more i think the people who own vr headsets are probably more in tuned with what's out there than than we are, but what's the app that's going to get you to buy a PSVR right. is what I'm thinking. Well, right. I mean, I'm glad you mentioned that because, again, not to, not to just keep keep mentioning this on an Xbox show, but you know, Half, Half-Life Alex is going to be, it regardless will, of how it turns it out. It will sell index. It is, it is the closest Indexes. thing that VR has seen. But So when Half-Life Alex ships, it'll be the four-year anniversary of uh, of the Vive and Oculus. So the first mainstream consumer gaming wow. PSVR came a bit later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, it was March of 2016. So f- in four years, it'll have taken four years for there to be the closest thing yet to a killer app. Sure. Mm-hmm. And we, of course we don't know how half-life Alex is going to sell because what is the market really? And what, what does success look like mm-hmm. for one of those? But yeah, like that's kind of telling that you couldn't even, name a killer app for vr until half-life ships xbox has tried diversifying their portfolio of options for gamers with connect and with the xbox one launch and how they were going to separate all their options there yeah and i think in the long run they're like that didn't work we're just going to focus on the console we're going to focus on gaming and maybe vr will come later and the infrastructure like right Yeah. yeah and the infrastructure and right now it's just yeah, that's not a priority for us. Yeah, you make a great point about Xbox not repeating the mistakes of the past and Phil yeah. learning, and he has kept that focus on the 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 Xbox as a game playing box mm-hmm. right there. TV, TV, no, TV, nothing TV, else. TV. Yeah, <laughs> nothing else plugged into it. Just yeah, like, that. Get that fundamental right first. Yeah. Like, and mm-hmm. I think they still have a lot to prove. Like, yes, we got all these studios, but like, what are they doing? Like, how? What else are we gonna? 
think about when we think about Xbox. Like, yes, we think about Gears. Yes, we think about Halo. But what else? Like, yeah. what do they want to offer us? Now they I think, think about that's what I'm Pass. excited about. Yeah. And that's what the 360, they, you know, the Jay Allard, Robbie Bach, Phil Spencer, that's what they, they did so well with the 360. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Peter Moore, where it was, the focus was, you know, make, just make it an awesome games machine. And then it was the Netflix app came later. Mm-hmm. The Connect mm-hmm. came later. All this stuff came after they'd established. they go where the people are. Right. This is a games box and let's bring in all those enthusiast core gamers. Then we can branch out from there. And of course, the Xbox One tried to do all that from the beginning. It didn't work out quite so well that I, way. I am very, very pleased to see Microsoft move toward... Like, like, I mean, you all have said, focusing on the box as a games playing device, but also building out the infrastructure, right? Which is su- such a better place to, in my opinion, such a better place to spend your money rather than the gimmicky stuff like Connect and motion controllers. And, um, you know, there, there are tons of platforms that do that stuff really, really well. But when Microsoft is trying to position the Xbox as the games playing console first, and then a, it only does everything box second, <laughs> um, which you know when they came out wasn't the case it was the it was the other it was flipped a little bit but um i think building up that infrastructure moving into the next one allows them a little bit more wiggle room to kind of experiment as long as they hit like you said their core fundamentals first things like game pass and x cloud and and uh play anywhere and yes. cross play and cross saves like that's the kind of stuff that you build to create a walled garden that then you can do whatever you want in great point all good. So, Phil, not ruling it out, but don't. Uh, no need to save your money for for an Xbox VR headset anytime soon. All right, Fable, the worst, one of the worst kept secrets in in all of the the Xbox world. Playground Games is Fable, uh, the second team that is spinning up at Playground, who is of course the developer of the absolute world class Forza Horizon series. The uh, what is purported to be rumored to be doesn't literally say fable on it, but (laughs) concept art. I need everything but (laughs) everything but including the playground games logo. By the way, yes, uh, definitely not fable. (laughs) Concept art for definitely not Forza Horizon. Yes, there you go. uh, Has has materialized from a Brazilian concept artist named Rod- uh, Rodrigo uh, Idolino, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Nice. That's the I'm, second name you've got today. I hope today. I'm close. Yeah, you've gotten so good. You got, you got the just, Polish head of biz for well, CDPR. I have, uh, my I, my last name gets gets warped by people all the time, and not not maliciously, but it's just, Really? People, oh. McCaffrey? People start, they'll be like, uh, and they just give up halfway through, or they're like, uh, McCarfrey. Like it's, I've heard them all, man. Wow, it's, McCarfrey. Uh, yeah, I've heard them all. See, so I, I, I just, I try, I want to pronounce people's names correctly. It's just, it means admirable. a lot to me to yeah. try and get. You it guys right. should hang out when I check in with PR. Justin, Dustin, 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 <laughs> Destiny. I, I rarely, rarely get it properly. I'm actually surprised wow. when people get it right. The first I actually time. called you Dustin for like the first six months I worked here. <laughs> yeah. I'm just kind of like, eh, they'll figure it out. It's pronounced yeah. Destine. Destine. <laughs> well, now I can say it's like Destiny without the Y, but then people write D-E-S-T-I-N-E. And I'm like, Des- no, there's no <laughs> last letter. That literally is Destine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I think Pablo put that on accident. Oh, oh no. man. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Rodrigo's concept art is uh, was was discovered on a, on a portfolio by uh, Reset Era, the the website there, the the, the sleuths that, that occupy that that message board, and yeah, so it's it is uh, it is artwork 
it's a test for a female character who's described as social, sociable and cheerful, designed to have a likeness to, to Anne Hathaway. It's not to say Anne Hathaway's going to be in the game, but that's no, just but a that's just She a does look an awful lot like her. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, hey, you know, this is the kind of look we're going for. It's revealed that her father was probably a fisherman who taught her how to tie different types of knot. As to her dress sense, Idolino took inspiration from 16th century European styles, fairy tales, and was going for an assassin vibe, but not in disguise. So... Uh, if you take a look at that on IGN, highly recommend you go look at that story because guess what? The actual source of the art, it's gone. It got pulled down real quick as soon as the internet started to notice. So that further further uh, yeah. indicates not suspicious at all. <laughs> yeah. But uh, to talk to me about this, guys. What do we? You know, you've all looked at the image. How do you feel about it? What what's uh what is it saying to you about? about the next fable i right off the bat i love that it looks like it's gonna go more into its fantasy fantasy roots i think it was it last show i think it was last show where we were talking about how i personally didn't really love that fable 3 went in more the dust industrialized route. i agree with you completely this seems like it's going more and yes yeah, 16th century is not you know way back in the day fairy tale sort of stuff but um that the fairy tale sort of genre is generally based off of but i think it hits all the right notes right like you got your swords and your fancy dress and there were no like spy glasses or flintlock pistols or anything like that so i i am really optimistic from what i've seen so far and the fact that it's she's sociable and cheerful means that we might actually have some strong supporting characters if this is not a protagonist right um i really loved it if it is real which <laughs> Seems like it probably is. Say? It's a mystery. Um, <laughs> could this have been faked? Yes, it could have. There is the, you, an artist could have taken, yeah. made this, put the playground logo. But come on, on you it. pull it down. But I mean, people have have tried to get their five minutes of internet fame for weirder reasons than faking this. So it could be fake, but it's probably not. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think if you really wanted to like disavow it, even if it was real, you're just like, hey, uh, you know, our fan base is great and they are very passionate, and some of them create you know, things that they would like to see. We can't wait to show you more later on rather well, than just remove it. Right. Well, the other factor is that this is a professional concept artist. Yeah, I know. Who happens to be a yeah. big fan of Fable? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and the artwork actually looks great. It's sort of the aesthetic that I was hoping for for Fable. I think it strikes a good balance of, on the last episode, I talked about how Xbox doesn't have more uh, adult-themed games, like more... Uh, Violent, I suppose. Not violent. Uh, M-rated to- themes and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. just, just adult, adult theme, adult right. theme but not <laughs> moving away from like that rare yeah, yeah. aesthetic that yes, we, we've seen yeah. a lot of. Yeah, yeah. and I, I think this is a perfect striking of balance between those two areas, and I'm really excited to see more and more characters. Looking at the artist's profile, he does a really, really good job of aesthetic. He had a character for a different game mm-hmm. that. Honestly, you could just take and plop right into the Fable world and I could see it fitting. The rogue thing that you're talking about? The rogue thing that I was looking at. And I'm like, oh, that would be interesting because like, if he's developed multiple classes, then uh, yeah. Um, I'm really, really excited to see more. I hope we hear more about Fable 3. E3. Fable. E- at- or? 3's yeah. Fable whatever. <laughs> Fable yeah. next. Yeah, Fable next. And the direction of taking yeah. it. Somebody actually compared the house from one of the games to his concept art and they're like one to one. Yeah. I just oh, don't, yeah. I don't see Microsoft putting a four on this because I, I agree just three. Well, not that three was a bad game, but it's sort of, it's sort of the old era. And I, I just feel like they're, but Ryan. it's, if it's, it's either a straight reboot and they're starting over 
Or maybe they'll do it kind of God of War style where it's kind of a continuation of the the universe. You know, like Kratos and God, like it's yeah. all that yeah. stuff from the God of War trilogy happened, but this game is called God of War. It is sort of a new tone, a new Passing style. Passing the torch, like yeah. we've seen in Gears. Yeah, exactly. Halo is, does not have a number on it this right. year. I just right? don't so. see this having a four on it it's a new day regardless of yeah. whether it's a reboot or or still a continuation but just not what if all. the four was there instead of the a ryan get out of here i don't know if you get can, out that won't pop up on it camera. won't up. i'm glad it won't hey hey destin uh, <laughs> 2002 called it wants its game title back f fable <laughs> fable or fable revengeance oh, i wish the oh, camera could goodness. see it i'm so glad i can't um, <laughs> it's pretty bad it's, it's, it's a you, i love that you like disrupted the show reaching across the table for the pen just for, for that <laughs> i had I to see it out. had to do it had to see it on paper i could imagine a marketing team running with this to oh be honest. i'm sure sh- <laughs> stop stop you know. don't give them ideas you I'm know sure it was at least down. floated at one somebody point. Yeah, yeah yeah somebody put that all right what about this get out of here Fable four, Fable four. I really do hope that this four is an A in lead speed. Ooh, it could be like F four, and then the four could go to the end, and then it would like A B L E would come in, and the four would go over here. That could be the animation for the logo. Huh? Oh my god! I'm sure the that would go over very well on the logo hit F four. Then the four goes over here, and it's Fable. Then like mystical dust. Meeting. Some C level marketing exec like uh, Lead Speak. Yeah, what, uh, what's going on in Lead Speak? Fours. Four's hot. Okay. Uh, Sarah, the lead speak's been dead for what if 12 make, years. What if we make the E a three? Just, just you know, screw it. Go all in. Somebody somebody over at uh, the PR firm developing this right now, it's like, guys, we got to go back to the drawing. <laughs> yeah. I hated it. You know? IGN's goofing on this whole thing right now. We better we better go back to scratch. I'm so, like, go ahead. Well, I was just saying, I really hope we do see this at E3. Me too. And I, it would be so nice to just like just tell us, just just show us, please. Mm-hmm. The more the more time goes on, and the more like we just came off of uh, XO nineteen, and mm-hmm. I think you're a hundred percent right, Miranda, because it's it's I think it's all building towards E three, and I think yeah. I think Microsoft is just like they are just stacking up all their chips, and I think. I think at E3, they're just going to push him yes. to the middle of the table. because, you, Dude, six th- months before the console launches, like that is when to make an impression. Yeah, and and, I'm, and I'm, believe me, I'm not saying at all that Fable's coming out at launch, but I think... What yeah. if it did? It won't. <laughs> but what if it did? That would be great. I, I won't, but... But, but what if so it did? Cool. <laughs> but I do think that they are going to just... Every E3, mm. we, we sit here after during and after E3 and go... Microsoft had a really good solid E3 because they've they've had Last you know, nice presentations, but they've just they've not had the the same kind of megaton stuff that Sony's been able to do for most of this generation with the the God of Wars and the Last of Uses and the Spider Man and and what have you. But yeah, I think this E3 Scar- with when Scarlet's oh, really man. out there, they're going to say. Okay, yeah, well, yeah, you know we're launching with Halo, and we're going to show off a ton of campaign and multiplayer. Uh, but I think they'll that they will announce Fable. They right. they'll they're going to drop some heavy hitters. Are we doing think, Are we doing the seventh month in advance E three prediction show right now? I mean, maybe minute, I, I think I think one thing that they might take a note of too is Nintendo's done a great job of being like, hey, these are the things that we have coming that are our yeah. big property titles that you will have this year, and this is going to be next year, and this is going to be far in the future, who knows when, but it's coming, and like they can just really hone in on that. And I know we really are excited about having those 
faster turnaround games. It's like, oh, we only have a few months until this is out. Here it is. Um, but I think it will benefit them to tease those things, like especially with Fable and like something that everyone is, I think, within the Xbox community, very excited about. That's that's a really great point. You know, we because Phil, we've heard Phil say that he doesn't like to announce things way way far out anymore because yeah. they got burned on you know scale bound didn't work out, sure. crackdown kind of went oh to hell God. too. Um, but we, we've already seen Phil without explicitly saying it we've seen we've seen him back off of that yeah and I think at xo19 they announced absolutely. everwild which isn't coming out till for quite a while mm-hmm. they didn't even put a, a a year on it let alone a date and uh same thing with uh, you know grounded is early access yeah. in the spring uh so yeah i mean i think i think you're right they're they're going to be in a position with all these studios now where they can give some they can show some far down the Just road stuff bit, yeah. because they'll also have some near-term future stuff at all times. I think it comes down to having meaningful promotions there, right? Like, it doesn't have to be a lot, but just, like, give us something that gives us an idea of, like, a tone, and then next time maybe some characters, and then next time maybe nothing, just because you want to give it a break. Mm -hmm. And I think that can go a really long way. It's just about doing it right. But I also know that can be a hard thing, because if you look at with Gears 5 cycle, um, people just wanted to see the campaign, and Coalition just kind of wanted to, like, put the brakes on that and show everything else that you're doing that was really cool. And then a lot of people got really mad about not seeing more about the campaign. So I know it's always just like this weird juggle of what do you show when? Yeah. And it's really hard to please everybody, of course. But I, I do think they would go, or it would help them a lot to just show like maybe some of the bigger names that we already know a little bit earlier, just so that we do know for sure that they are coming. Yeah. Even though, you know, that was definitely not Fable concept art. But, you know. <laughs> I would, yeah, I, I think I'm at the point now. I would be shocked if Fable was not shown or mentioned or teased in some way yeah. at, at E3 next yeah, year. If they, I agree. It's, it's, I think it's going to happen. Well, uh, yeah, I think we'll do, we'll see Halo and Fable. Right. And then uh, something new. What I really, really hope is I imagine we'll see something from Ninja Theory. um, Yeah. And then not playing edge. Right. No, the other other single player. Yeah. Yeah. And then what I really, 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 if anyone from Microsoft is listening, what I really, I really, really want to see is just even if it's a sizzle reel, I want to see what the hell the initiative is up to. (laughs) Like, Mm. Just do they know? Give what us the Metroid Prime. Just flash the logo. I don't think so. Yeah, but also I don't. If they're trying to work on something completely new, yeah, they're still hiring for from the so ground up. Key, like I check in every few months to see like what yeah, they're still too. hiring for. I'm like, mm, they still have some like key roles they need, and I yeah. think yeah. that's still going to be a ways away. Although I do appreciate your enthusiasm for it. I mean, I feel like Kojima made a game in like two and a half years that probably should have taken five. Um, well, he had an, a finished engine handed to him. Yeah, exactly. Which right. helped, you know, helped their pipeline a lot. I'm just saying, like, yeah. like, I don't know how they're going to get it, but just find one, <laughs> find um, something. But even if, it, even if it's like the bring e- me an engine, even if it's like the EA press conference, Star Wars sizzle, where it's just a bunch of people with, uh, you know, doodle pads, and they're like, we really love Star Wars, and we draw, <laughs> and we draw Star Wars, and. Uh, Star, was that stranding Star. really two and a half years? It was fast, wasn't it? It was like it might have been a little longer, it was but like, it wasn't yeah. much. Because he announced the partnership with Sony three well, years ago. Me- okay. Metal, Metal Gear Five came out in fall 2015, if I remember correctly, Goodness. and he was gone. Anybody wants to double check me? And then yeah, and before let's say and three and a half or four years, years roughly well. by the time that's was, still pretty impressive. It's really really fast to spin up a studio and, and turn around a AAA level game. Yeah, yeah, really. Hmm. 
We shall see. No, yeah, that's uh, make a sweet. The initiative hallway. is definitely kind of the the, the wild card. In yeah, the, in the portfolio. I really, right I just, God, I really want to see what they're doing. But yeah, I imagine, I imagine we'll get Halo and, and maybe a Fable thing. But I think, man, this year's going to be so good. With, <laughs> with the initiative, that is the one studio for sure that I just want them to have something turned around. It's like. Here's a reveal. Also, it's available in six months. Oh, like, that man. is the one studio that I'd be like, just I disagree, just man. I think they got to do the, the the PlayStation playbook, which is they show us that super sexy CGI trailer. No other information. I mean, maybe, yeah. but like... Just a guy yeah. walking, walking through a town and it's like, you're like, oh my God, the fidelity, the rain. Look at the puddles. <laughs> the puddles are gorgeous. And then it's like, boom, the logo, the initiative. Yeah, I yeah. think it's because for me, they haven't, they don't have anything yet. Like they haven't shown us. I mean, cause they're yeah. new, right? Yeah. Baby, I mean, they literally studio. don't have anything to show. And so I think it's, it's kind of cooler to see them just turn something around. Like here it is. Here's us proving ourselves yeah. for the very first time. We're showing you what our capabilities are and what we want to do and what our vision is for the studio. And that's why I just want it faster. For sure. And I mean, this, I, this is the look, one situation where I'm like, no, 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 no. If well, you, show making, me when you're ready. If you guys can turn a game around six months after you <laughs> debut it, then I'm, I'm totally with Miranda here. This is the Otherwise, quadruple A yeah, project. Like, what does that yeah. even mean? The, it means it's going to take a while and yeah. a lot of money and a lot of yeah, people and a lot of marketing. So, yeah. right. Hold on. When the PS4 launched, or was it the PS3, they showed a Final Fantasy VII tech demo. So well, is, okay, that's an edge that case, though. We can't base any sort of sanity on what's happened with final fantasy 7 right because i'm just saying xbox could do something similar for scarlet coming out in the fall during e3 Mm -hmm. that's from the initiative here's Mm -hmm. a tech demo that you know was shown internally and then polished up to show you what we can do as a content and then we'll see it five years later (laughs) and then what happened with what what was the other guy that quantic dream yeah, yeah, they developed for PlayStation. Oh, the, you mean are you talking about the Kara? Yeah, the Kara the yeah. demo, something like that could I also forgot be shown okay. later. Yeah. Some of the that was on PS3. That, that, that makes initiative. a lot of sense. That ended up, yeah, because they did. That, they did she, like, Kara ended up in uh, Detroit. Was it Detroit or was yeah. it? It was Detroit. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. and then do you remember they did like a necromancer or a wizard tech demo? Do you remember this vaguely? Yeah, it was like just an old man, and it's like in real time we can give him wrinkles and all this. Yeah. And it looked really, really good. And I was like, all right, I can't wait for that. And then nothing ever came of that game, but it made a statement like Destin's saying. Yeah. Anyway, that, that's, that's, that's something they could I like that. Do. That's Andrew? a great idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. E3 2020. Be there. Uh, okay. Please. Uh, speaking of, of rumored new video games, Resident Evil 3 is allegedly getting a remake if uh, the sources of a, of a, a popular YouTuber and Eurogamer are to be believed. Uh, RE3, of course, came uh, originally. It was a PS1 game from '99. Follows Jill Valentine coming back from the first game, trying to get out of Raccoon City. That's uh, during the RE2 zombie outbreak, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So um, it, this wouldn't surprise me at all because RE2 was yeah. critically acclaimed, sold very well, and it's just they've probably they've got that engine now. They've got that that the the remake engine. That they could put, uh, just build RE3 in. So wait a minute. You're saying after the smash success of Resident Evil 2, they're going to do that again? I know it's shocking. <laughs> that seems shocking. Does I know it's uh, it's unprecedented in, in gaming. I'm sure circles. it'll have tofu. Yeah, until the tofu. It move. better have this tofu. Is, that's all I care I mean, about because I'm too scared. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a coward. So I'm, my ruffles some feathers, but can we all agree? Objectively, RE3 is the worst Resident Evil in the mainline series. I, I don't. You. I mean, know. everybody loves Resident two and Evil four. Five. Stars. Five. 
five. Well, no, six was horrible. Yeah, five, okay. I love five. Mitch Dyer and I co-opt all the way through five. Here's the thing: awesome is the mainline series only goes up to four, and then <laughs> picks up. At seven. Oh, I see. Yeah, four is the best. No, six, right? six, like four, maybe two. I remember playing. Four, uh, yeah, I, I edged two out over four, but I, I honestly, I played three and like did not like it. Yeah. Miranda probably didn't play many. I didn't play any of them. Yeah, <laughs> I, like I just said, I am a coward. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't typically do well with the spooky games either, but yeah. I'll tell you, RE two, I have. I was not scared when I played that game. It's <laughs> more, remake? it's more, yeah, remake. it's a baby okay. game. It, no, it's more of, it's more of just kind of a, just an action adventure game. It's too that pretty to be scary. It's, yeah. it's not, it, I don't even, I mean, it's maybe a little creepy at times, but it's yeah. not scary. I oh, don't think. Okay. I was watching I someone go play it and I got a little creeped out. That's fair. I mean, so, everybody's, oh, I can, I can try again. Everybody's got a different sort of threshold for, I just don't like being chased. <laughs> There's a lot. Maybe, of maybe don't play the like game. Like zombies then. that I can kill are fine, yeah. but it's like just like big thing coming after me. I'm a very small woman. It's like an <laughs> existential fear of me constantly. I live that fear. That's it's like every day is uh, Resident Evil. <laughs> That's true, but thankfully there's no one actually there. Resident Evil code Miranda. Usually. <laughs> <laughs> um, I appreciate the laugh. You just. She, the the point of the game is to get back to your apartment and yeah. play Dota 2. <laughs> to, to make it down 2nd Street. It's true. It's, it's usually fine, but I'm Miranda, very aware. You have to walk through the Tenderloin <laughs> to the oh, bar station. No. Don't uh, go to the Tenderloin, y'all. But yeah, I, I mean, I would imagine if this rumor is true, as I as as I know, get Destin has indicated how improbable it is. So unlikely. <laughs> they literally, but, Capcom literally said, look, this is their playbook four years ago. Yeah. And since then, they've come out with some really awesome new games, but... Still yeah, heavy doubt. Does not really surprise me. It's cool to see Capcom like just coming back up and like, hey guys, we're here again. We've got some great. Yeah, they took about five cool. years off. Yeah, so it's good to have them back. DMC, Monster Hunter World, like great games, great yes. games. Where's Dragon's Dogma? That would be a good one. I was just thinking, what else could they do? Dragon's Dogma is a good one. I don't think they should go back. New. How about a new game? What was what was the other one? Okay, Lost Dragon's Planet? Dogma Two. I don't, I don't think they should go back to Lost Planet. <laughs> Two was nah. pretty. pretty I was. Big I was fine off. It was, th- yeah. That was a game. It was a good game of its time. Yeah. I don't think it would. It was a launch title, wasn't it? No, it, not quite. Really? But it was. Well, the first, first one came year. pretty early. Dude, I rented that from a Blockbuster. Oh yeah, to give you an idea of how back in the day. But yeah, I wonder. I would suspect that it could even be the same. The RE2 remake team. It, this yeah. is probably their next project. Yeah, I imagine is doing RE3. This is what they do now, yeah, and then be, we're gonna get RE4 remaster, and everyone that'll be a good one. Will which go one's, nuts. Which one's four? Like where, where was that one? Four is like the gothic horror one. Okay. Where it was the first time you were over the shoulder rather than the the uh, tank controls. Oh, yeah, well, it, it, it okay. lost Plaga. Well, like, I haven't actually played these, but I do know about control? them because like they're yeah. important. The, to people. the chainsaw guy with a bag over his head is like okay. the the iconic yeah. villain Lithophis. that a lot of people see. Yeah. Really, really creepy. Excellent aesthetic. Like you're yeah. in a small people town cosplay that. It was. It was God, like I love that Eastern Europe or, or something. Was it? Cool. I think it was. Uh, I think they were Italian. Okay. I don't know though, but it was super. It was just great. I love four. Uh, speaking of game rumors, the rumor no more. Saints Row next. The next Saints Row game is again whether it's a reboot or five remains to be seen. But Deep Silver. Still? Uh, this is t- this is testing pronunciation skills again. Oh, here we go. Coke Media CEO Clemens. Kun- oh, hold on. Kundratitz. Kundratitz. Okay. Maybe I think I I don't feel very confident on Kundratitz. that. Uh, yeah. says Clemens Saints Kondratis. Row is very close to our hearts and we'll talk about it next year for the time being we just wanted to get the word out 
that it's coming and it's going to be great. Oh, I'm glad it's going to be great and not terrible. Like if the CEO would have said it's going to be terrible, I would have <laughs> been very coming concerned. And- Dustin. Jesus, man. It, it, oh like, God, he, he can't say anything else. Like, yes. of course he said I, it's going to be I know the great. headline developer thinks their game is good is yeah. not news. So the problem <laughs> is that he said great, not fantastic. So. Mm. Uh-oh. so maybe we should be worried. <laughs> he's putting an, he's putting a ceiling on it that it's it's it, it can only eight be an 8. Yeah, it, yeah. Forget the 9, forget the 10. It's an 8. Because everything revolves around our <laughs> review scale. Uh, but yeah, that's... I mean, the thing is, we had heard... That uh, well, let's back up a second. So, through mergers and acquisitions, Volition came to be reunited mm-hmm. with the uh, Red Faction IP that they originally developed, but was was uh, sent elsewhere as a result of the THQ bankruptcy. Gosh, what well, that's ten plus years ago now. Yeah. But anyway, long story short, THQ now owns. <laughs> volition again thq nordic because they bought coke media yep so it's all it's all back together where volition has red faction and saints row at their fingertips again they own them so they had we weren't sure if if uh volition's next game would be a saints row or if they might go ahead and and take red faction back up which could have been interesting after such a long absence but we now know it's gonna be saints row Destin, do you think it's a five, or do you think this is a a reboot? Saints, it'll be Saints Row next. Saints Row next. Well, that's well, just what I wrote. Yeah. Oh well, I, I don't think it'll be five. I think they'll. You think well, I don't know. Depends if they use the main character or not. Um, I was just thinking about Saints Row and the company that acquired it. Wasn't there a zombie game in development at some point that just never released? Oh, Dead, Dead Island, Island Two. Yeah. That was Dead Island Two. That, yeah. That's yeah. Still, it's still that, in development. According that was apparently. Volition. That was, but you, publisher wise, yeah, your Deep Silver was published. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. Deep Silver, right? Yeah, that's never came out. No. Never came out. It is theoretically still in. It's development. dead. Come on, like Dead Island. Know. No, wait, that, that yeah. was not long ago. Where they had yeah, said they, it's still in development. They we were all like, on why? I remember. Oh, earlier, yeah, yeah. Earlier, well, they had that for the E3 sweep. Well, we just we just did like a list of the best trailers, and Dead Island 2's trailer was one of them. Yeah, no, that was the original Dead Island with the little girl the roller skating yeah, down the down the. Uh, well, he was jogging. California. Right? Oh, jogger. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. whatever. I, I played the la- the reason I bring that up is because I played the last Saints Row at a PAX. And I played that Dead Island because they were both developed by... Wait, Dead Island 2 was playable at some yeah, point? Yeah, I've played Dead Island 2. Yeah, I think it was, you it was dur- during a PAX. Seriously? Yep, absolutely. Wow. Anyway, and, Saints Row. And they're it was just, like Crackdown. It wasn't Riptide that you were thinking of? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Uh, Saints Row, Destin. So you, you, it'll, you go, you're thinking reboot. Well, I honestly don't know. I don't think they should reboot it. What do you guys think? Because I, yeah. It'll be five. Really? That brand isn't strong enough to stand on its own. I vote reboot. I do think it's strong enough, but I think attaching a number that high makes it limiting for new people to play it. But it it also lends it credence, right? You're both right, but I I lean with Miranda on this one because... Fine. Well, I guess my services are no longer... Get out of here, Brandon. (laughs) Just kidding. Take your your perfectly matched color shirt for this (laughs) podcast and you go. It's the second week in a row I've worn (laughs) green on accident. But for me, I think it's... It's been gone for a while. Yeah. Four wasn't like beloved as this amazing game. Not to say it, it was good, but uh, two and three are the ones everybody loves. Yeah. And story, like they've completely painted themselves into a oh, corner. Dude, you're the president and during an alien invasion it's, it's, it's and you gone, can fly. It's gone so <laughs> far. I think they have to start over. 
and hope and, and with yeah. ho- with the tone of hopefully two or three or or um somewhere in the middle of those two where it's goofy and fun and funny but still kind of grounded in reality that's that's where i think saints row shines is after after three it just got it got abs- it, Compatently absurd. For which, me, it got too silly and absurd. Yeah, me too. Yeah, absolutely. Me too. And, and some people love that, and there's an audience. It started for that. out rooted in stereotypes. Though. It started it out game. as a Grand Theft Auto San Andreas yeah, clone, but it was it was like what well, you get. It was like stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, but it was it was a San Andreas clone, and it was a pretty good one. I I reviewed one. I don't know if I reviewed. I think I reviewed one, two, and three. Jesus, for, back to OXM, OXM. and not here. I, but three, like I gave three a nine point five. I thought that game in its time was, it was the best Grand Theft Auto game that was not called Grand Theft Auto. Mm-hmm. That mission where you jump out of the plane and Kanye's power st- starts playing and I, I so never good. played it. Oh, you missed out. I put my chickens in the wrong. I put my there, eggs in the wrong basket. I played the uh, what was the other one? State of Anarchy, State of Emergency, the Rockstar thing. Was it the? Uh, it was the other GTA clone, right? State of Emergency wasn't really a GTA clone. Was it really? But anyway, anyway um, the Saints Row 3 had, or Saints Row the Third, technically, it had two endings. You could choose two endings, and they were both hilarious. I won't look them up on YouTube. Oh, so two two was already leaning into the humor then. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. It gets progressively more silly, but I think that was like part of its like identity. Yes, and like that's what we liked about it, right? Like it kind of made itself set apart from just being like a GTA clone in that way. And I think if they do restart it, like Ryan was saying, like you can scale back some of that humor, like obviously get themselves out of that story corner <laughs> and do something different and then ramp back up to the humor, like ramp yes. back up to whatever craziness that they want to get to. Uh, all right. Speaking of humor, a super funny game. If you do need a comedy video game, cause there aren't many of them. I mean, it's true. I, South park are the, the, those two RPGs are, the funniest games I can think of over the past generation. Outer Worlds. It's kind of funny. Yeah. yeah. It's got some good stuff. But. Right. Outer Worlds, right? Yeah, Outer Worlds. Sorry. Outer Worlds. Uh, Miranda would have corrected you. Yeah, yeah, I was, yeah. was going to say, like, wait, am I not? Uh, Trover Saves the Universe, uh, which is from. Squanch. Justin Roiland and Squanch Games. Ju- Justin Roiland being the co-creator of Rick and Morty. The, it's, it's basically. That game is basically a. It's like a playable tv show that would be on in the rick and morty universe so it's that's that's the best way (laughs) the best convoluted way i can describe it it's not rick and morty but it's exactly that i mean art style and humor and tone and rick and morty has multiple interdimensional television episodes where it's full of stuff like stuff like just ridiculous premises so the game had come out on pc and ps4 because it it actually speaking of vr it had psvr support yeah uh because you're a uh what's i believe it's a chairlorian or something your 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 character is confined to a chair and you float it's like a floating chair which was sort of like you're sitting playing vr anyway uh, but you can also play it outside of vr it's coming to switch but it's also coming to xbox next week december oh. 3rd so um i have played one mission of it i want to play the rest and i laughed hysterically at the, this i probably had not laughed more at a game since south park Mm-hmm. since the South Park games. Now, of course, if you don't think Rick and Morty is funny, you're probably not going to like this either. But um, yeah, if if any of that sounds appealing to you, you might want to check that out because uh, it's coming coming over to Xbox next week. 
Okay, loot box. All right. The, uh, the loot box question. Let's make this quick. We're actually, we're technically over time, so we're, it's only a matter of moments we're before we get thrown that. out. Eric Wallace, I wanted to do this so badly last week, but we were getting, we were in the process <laughs> of getting thrown out. Eric Wallace, who I know is a longtime Unlocked fan, very nice guy, says, in honor of episode 420 last week, uh, what are some of the best high moments <laughs> in games? He says, Far Cry 3 with the flamethrower and Arkham Asylum with Scarecrow's fear gas come to mind for me. What do you guys? You guys, can you think of any? Uh, yeah, cool? Skyrim when you finally reach the top of the throat of the world. Yes. I think that's really like a nice high moment in a game. So literally high. We're going okay. <laughs> that's fine. You can. Uh, that's a mine, that's a valid answer. <laughs> hey, mine's GTA, elevation, y'all. GTA Five, the psychedelic freefall moment where he takes that that drug and is just free falling over the city of, and the aliens. Uh, yeah, and the aliens come in later, but the I don't remember. God, it's been years, but. The song that plays during that moment, and he's having like an in, either an internal monologue or he's talking to somebody. <laughs> that whole experience is just like ethereal, really. That you just feel like you're in another body in another world, and that's I imagine what they were going for. Yeah. That's an excellent moment. If you haven't played it and you're not going to play it, check out that uh, check out that segment on YouTube. Miranda, anything come to mind? I had the same one as yours because that was oh, okay. the one I can really remember. Well, just take it. Go ahead and take okay. it away. Well, it's Red Dem- Redemption's 2, Drunken Bar Fight. Yeah, where yeah. you get real hammered yeah, and that start was like a fun fighting time. people in the bar. That, and then I also liked uh, just... So getting high is not like a lot of... It's not very common in games, right. but it was really hard to answer this. But it's like, well, I like getting drunk in games. <laughs> like if you're trying to, it's like see a thieves, right? Where you can go get drunk. Yeah. Oh and yeah, and just, like, you throw barf on yeah. your friends' faces. I was like, I'm pretty sure that's the one where you're just barfing on everybody. Um, that's pretty fun. Yes, Destin. Uh, I actually don't like it when you get high or whatever in a game because it like messes with your controls typically. That's or the it, fun part. it does edge life. Yeah, it does Respect. something weird. But uh, if you want to talk more psychedelic experiences, I think they do a really good job of sort of showcasing that with uh, the Mass Effect trilogy when the Reapers are trying to basically communicate with him the dangers of, or somebody's trying to communicate with him the dangers of the Reapers' presence and. Um, I think the way that Shepard sort of deals with that, he ends up having these very lucid experiences. Yeah. And I, I find those really intriguing and how I didn't like how they did it in three with the little child. Those aren't fun though. No, but I think, <laughs> I think they serve a narrative purpose. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, I was going to talk about red dead redemption too. When the, the fate of a certain character is revealed when it's set up and then when it, uh, finalizes at the end. So I like it when it's used, appropriately like for the, narrative purposes okay good stuff yeah, that's I, a good question from eric yeah. thank you so much eric if you've got a loot box question something you want to just throw at the panel for us to discuss here send it our way unlocked at ign.com is the email address okay trivia we're really coming down <laughs> to the wire now uh you guys saw a couple weeks ago i forgot to bring it in today but you saw the amazing trophy when's our last episode ryan because i'm um, out I starting have, the I'm out a lot. Oh, actually. really? Okay, yeah. you got some holiday travel. I'll just give it yeah. to you real quick. So probably the 17th. I will not December be here. 7th. You're not here. Okay, yeah. so. It's my time to shine. It is. Oh, wait. Maybe. December 7th. I will be here the 17th. Good. I'm gone. The, that I go to Hawaii with my wife on our honeymoon. Awesome. Like the next Friday. Awesome. Oh, that's so, right. nice. so December 17th will be the last unlocked of the year. So three that is more the plan. weeks. Yeah. Yes. All right. So the unlocked block trivia yeah. challenge. 
with that oh. amazing trophy at stake. I'll be out on the 10th, so I only have two more weeks, mm. which is fine because I'm already <laughs> out of the running. So, uh, so. yeah, you're is we he get, out. I, uh, I think mathematically, you're down I'm eliminated. Four points right now. So well, then he's out. Hey, you know, if well, I mathematically, win, you if I win, make to, it. if I win today and the next three weeks. Yes, I'm still in it. I can tie. <laughs> okay. Destin yeah. at 10 points, Miranda at 8, Brandon at 6. Yeah. Miranda has a chance. So, oh, gosh. Uh, I'll preface it by saying I have no idea what the answer to those questions. Listener Alex writes in, he, as we talked about Fable today, Alex loves Fable 2, which is the correct answer. Fable 2 is the best Fable. I know a lot of, a lot of people love Good the pick. first one. Two, yep. two's, two's off. Chicken chaser. He says uh, a few well-known British actors have lent their voices to the Fable games. Which of the below? Which which of the following hasn't been a voice in a Fable game? Hugh Laurie, Stephen Fry, James Corden, or Simon Pegg? What's the duo that's in that's in the zombie series? Simon Simon Pegg Pegg and James Corden? No, no. uh, Nick um, Nick Frost. Oh, okay, yeah. All right. Right. So I believe you're correct. Yeah. I'm like so that, that, that could just be a super villain. <laughs> just just to give us clarity on who these people. So what Hugh, is Hugh Laurie? Uh, Hugh, Hugh Laurie is Doctor House. Thank you from House. Okay. Stephen Fry is from everything. Mm-hmm. He has been. He's like the voice. He's the proper British voice. You know. And he also was a in a comedian duo, comedy duo with Hugh Laurie for a long time. Was was he? Okay. A, a voice in uh, Portal Two as well, or am I thinking of someone else? Uh, he he, that's like the archetypal, archetypical. God, I archetypical. Thank you, archetypal, Ar- archetypal. <laughs> that's the standard Stephen Fry voice. Is is that sort of proper British? Yeah, real right. hard enunciation. Sure. Um, James, James Corden, Corden, of course, is late night host, late night host, um, karaoke in the car. That guy. Okay, I think I know who that sort is. Sort of a larger blonde gentleman. Okay, um, I don't know him. And then. Really? And then I know Simon Pegg. And Pegg, then Simon, Simon, Simon Pegg is Shaun of the yeah. Dead, yeah. yeah. yeah, And a lot of other things. All right. All right. So we've got the context set up. Does anyone know it for sure? I have no idea. No? That's all right. I'm seeing a, no. a nodding heads uh, to, in, the, in the negative here. So I will go Brandon's way first. I'm going to say James Corden because uh, Fable 2 was a while ago, and I might be completely wrong because I think James Corden is in his 40s now, but I don't believe his career got started by that point. Okay. So I'm going to say C, James Corden. Okay. Although I have literally no idea. <laughs> Miranda? I've come down between two. And when in doubt, I always go for C. Okay. So oh, I, and also going with James Corden. Yeah. Maybe you should ask me first. But I, I was going to go for C based on what Brandon just told me. And because oh. his career likely wasn't established in time for Fable 2. Because it's largely taken off in the last five years. Or not even five years. I think he three was popular years. over there, over in in. I know that name. UK. What? Like I've definitely James Corden. Yeah, I've seen course. him and stuff, but I, I could I see have. Simon Pegg doing video games. You made a pretty strong case that Stephen Fry does it. Oh, Stephen and Fry. Hugh. So like it's probably either James Corden or Hugh Laurie. That's who I was down between. Yeah, I realize explaining all these people might have just given everyone a leg up. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I mean, I, it's sort of eliminated Stephen it. Fry, it. right? Yeah. yeah, I'll 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 go James Corden. Okay, so we we are agreed. On James Corden, so no one will. Is no it one can either move. Way. Yeah. Well, you're all wrong anyway, so it doesn't matter. It was, it was Hugh Laurie. It was Hugh Laurie. Yeah, Hugh Laurie. So <laughs> I like how you're like, oh, it was Hugh Laurie. <laughs> oh. Alex, Alex, great job stumping the panel. Well, it's always like, okay, two people have gone with one choice, right? Do I go with the the B choice or to mathematically eliminate my chances of like? <laughs> Not yeah. Like, let's say you both got it, then I'm then Miranda's one point away from me. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so at least so you this make, way you stay on an even keel no matter what. You should make me exactly. You should All make right. me pick first. Well, no. I will. I will bear yeah. that in mind for next week. We are about out of time, but uh, yeah, thank you, Alex. If you want to send in, I could use some good Xbox trivia to try and stump these guys with as as we draw to the end of the year and award that trophy. So send your questions to unlocked at ign.com. I need four multiple choice answers and note the correct one in your email, please. Let's hit the road for now. I want to wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving. I already promoted Unfiltered at the top. You can follow me on Twitter at DMC underscore Ryan Miranda. Oh, you can follow me at Havoc Grows and Havoc with a K on Instagram, Twitter, and pretty much everywhere else. Um, I think the biggest thing for me is please just use your guides while you're playing your games. Yes, you uh, I consulted them for Jedi Fallen Order because I I wanted I was getting was it, it gets it gets tough yeah. <laughs> uh, towards sort some stuff near the end that gets pretty tough and I wanted a couple of extra health stims. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, so I went and saw where there are a couple more I could find on the IGN game help hey, guide. I found two of those. Guide. Yeah, uh, yeah. I helped, I helped them out. out. Yeah, yeah, um, good stuff. Thank you, Destin. Yeah, so I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of just like helping and get our guides together and get some like good promotion. So like we're, we're doing this new project where we have like big hubs of all of our like most popular walkthroughs so that they're a little bit easier to find for people and navigate. So please use them. Excellent. Brandon. Uh, hey, you can find me on Twitter at Brandon Tyrell. It's just my name. And uh, Dota got a big patch today. So how cool <laughs> so, is that? So, Everyone, people always say, it's like, Marita, you only talk about Outer Wilds and Dota, and this is an Xbox podcast. It's like, yeah, so Outer Wilds is fine, but I don't I don't always bring up Dota. It's not me. I, I did it for her today. Twice. To yeah. Ryan did too. I go. didn't say anything. <laughs> I am like to the moon right now. Check out those patch notes for Dota. <laughs> anyway. All right. I'll be quiet. Destin, take us home. At Destin Legary on Twitter. Um, that's it. I don't really have anything else to say. <laughs> Fair <Yeah>. enough. <laughs> yeah. All right, my friends. Happy Thanksgiving, and we will see you all next week.